Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the seventh edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story driven and rules light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. So let's uh, jump right into it. Let's introduce our players. Let's start with you, Terry. Um, hi, Terry Gamble here, playing Alizé Carew. I am an antique dealer, shop lady, and spinster. Um, but maybe that'll change. I don't know. Um, hopeful. Hi, I'm Kelsey, and I'm playing Maggie Cooper. She's a lady of the evening who owns her own brothel called the Rose Petal. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm usually Mac Beauvais, uh, but tonight I'll be playing Ethel Prendergast, who is a southern lady who, uh, unfortunately, her husband died under mysterious circumstances not related to her. Tragedy seems to follow her everywhere, and she has since moved to London to chase the spiritualist movement to great disappointment with the fact that most of them are gigantic frauds. (laughs) Hi, I'm Michelle Otis, and I am playing Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. My occupation is wife, and I would love one day to actually see a ghost. That would be thrilling. I love you so much. It's not all it's made out Guys, I just realized I didn't even say my thing right, because I don't own shit. (laughs) I I co-own my cooperative, Cooperative. (laughs) my worker-owned brothel. I thought we were an autonomous collective. (laughs) Exactly. Wait a second. An Uh autonomous collective. Uh Uh-oh, the power's already gone to my head. I didn't vote for you. (laughs) I've become bougie. No. <laughs> Too much time with the society. Yep. Uh oh, uh oh. Um <laughs> I thought we were a collective. Oh. An autonomous collective. Yeah. So at the end of last game, you guys had done a seance to try to talk with Rose's husband, and a incredibly angry spirit appeared, and he uh, appeared only to Maggie. He was strangling Rose, Mm -hmm. and then everybody kind of broke out of the seance. You each made a sand check. I believe all of you were okay except for Eugenia. I think Eugenia missed it. Yes. I rolled for the rest of the group, like Mabel and Violet and Plum and all them, and they failed it and and took off. They were like, you know, this is... I'm out. This Cowards. Is, this too is much. way Pratt. too much. We're picking up after you guys went back to Alize's shop and you saw everything stuck to the roof. And then as you were coming downstairs, everything fell. If you remember, you found a ring. Looked like it was the same artisan as the person who made the brooch. Yes. Correct. And the husband, Rose's husband, had sold you that ring earlier. So you were wondering if there was some kind of connection to that. Curiouser and curiouser. (laughs) So we're basically picking up on Sunday morning. It's been a couple of days. Rose has been at at Ethel's house. We're going to be picking up with Alizé after church with Benny at the ice cream parlor. When he shows up, it's relatively busy. There's uh, lots of people there after church getting something sweet. Or they've got little tables inside. It's, it's been raining. And you guys sit down together, and he's dressed very nicely with a, with a suit on. And he's brought this little chalkboard with him. And so if he starts to stutter too much, he'll turn to the chalkboard and and just jot out what he's trying to say so he can show it to you. So you guys sit down and what kind of ice cream? They probably have like vanilla and chocolate and maybe some weird flavor like They have phosphate? No, whatever it is or whatever. Some old timey thing. Yeah. Um, I had some vanilla with pistachio nuts crumbled onto the top. 
Okay. And then he had chocolate. Okay. You know, he writes out like, um, have you always lived in London? Yes, my entire life. Benny, I've lived here. And, and you? He says that he uh, moved here from Oxford not far long ago. Oh, and so you're new to the area. He says that he's been here for, you know, a couple of years now. Oh, right. And he, was, he says that he's glad he found your shop. He enjoys the things that you sell. Oh, thank you. He says, um, not to be too personal, but have you ever been married? No, I, I've never been married. This is uh, neither have I. Uh, I uh, it, it's hard to communicate with people with the stutter, you know. And, and uh, just I hadn't even noticed. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, a lot of times he'll start a sentence, and then if he'll st he starts studying, he'll like finish it on the board or whatever. I'm articulating a lot more than he would be, but he says. Uh, Throughout the date, he says that, you know, he's never been married. He's always has a hard time communicating because people tend to think that because he has a stutter, he's not very intelligent. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I never thought that, Betty. I always sensed that you were very wise, oh, it I, seems. Oh, I appreciate that. He says, what, what kind of, like, dreams do you have? What kind of things do you want to do? Oh, um... I, I if you could do anything, like when you walk out oh, the shop, what would it be? I, I don't honestly know. I've, I haven't really imagined my life much without the shop. The shop was kind of my dream that my, my father fulfilled for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and my family made sure that I would always be comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot I can really imagine for myself outside of my station. It's, um, you know, I'm quite happy. Sometimes it can be... It can be lonely, though. So I guess I, I imagine maybe someone would be there. Mm-hmm. He says, well, there's... Um, he kind of, you know, you can tell that it's it's hard for him to react to that. Like, mm -hmm. he's like, you know, trying to figure out the words <laughs> to say. Stuttering through the Stuttering stutter. through it. And he says, well, you know, you're... You know, I think that... that you obviously are very talented and, and you could do a lot more than than just the shop. You could you could do a lot more with with your talents. Oh what talents do you mean, Benny? I You're such a nice person. Oh you're very you're very um, pleasing to the eye. Oh <laughs> thank you. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, um uh, would you mind if I took you out again soon? All right. I think that would be really rather nice. Um, so you guys have a nice long conversation and, and you have ice cream in the whole nine yards. And like I said, with the stutter, it takes a long longer for him to communicate stuff. But then when he starts to get to know you a little better, he starts calming down a little bit. He's not as nervous and the words start to flow a little bit easier for him. So that's how your morning goes. It was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie, you're at the rose petal. Mm -hmm. And usually you guys open up later in the day because yeah. people usually don't come by. There's a knock at the door. You're downstairs. So you go to the front door and it's, it's Wilford and he's just standing there looking around very nervously. So, ma'am, may I, may I come in, please? Uh, sure. <laughs> Are you all right? Yes, I'm, I'm okay. Um, I thought you should know that while doing my duties at the home, I overheard that Mabel was talking with her husband about cleaning up the East End a little bit and... Oh, was she? Visiting some of the homes there. And I felt that, you know, if she's going to pay a visit to places in the area, it may be important to let you know so you can properly... Um, Are you saying I should put out some flowers? 
whatever you feel is necessary. They're going to raid your place. They're going to raid it? Yes. That she's getting the police to come down and raid this place and- What have we done? The place next door. She is not a nice person. Well, yeah, that much is clear. I'm sure she wants to push you out of the society and pushing you out of business is one way to do it. So I thought I'd let you know ahead of time. Well, I appreciate the forewarning. And as he goes, well, I, I must go. If I don't go back and I'm missing for too long, she'll uh, yes, of course. freak out. And as, she, right. as he's leaving, he goes, you know, I, I don't move anything in that house. I barely touch anything. Just <laughs> so you know. I believe you. Trust me, I saw some pretty weird things the other night. Well, good luck. It's, it's probably going to happen, you know, later on when you're open. Good luck. And he leaves. Uh, what do you want to do? Well, I suppose that I should warn all of the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll um, just kind of like have everyone as we're waiting to open up sort of spruce up the place so it looks like a bed and breakfast. So, uh, yeah, you start... You start getting everything set up. Now, he did mention that he's going to hit the pig in the stone. Mm -hmm. Are you going to let them know, or are you just going to... Didn't they throw a bunch of crap on my door and cause a fire? <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, Wasn't that her? They were um, out in the thoroughfare when it happened, but you were having someone investigate to make sure that it was them. You're not sure... Her exactly Yet. did it. Hmm. But, you know, Craggy's a terrible person. It's not. He did yeah. try to buy a young girl the, and was being yeah. a It's true. They're pretty gross. Yeah, they are. If there's any girls over there that I know are, like... Decent. Decent. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll have people, like, kind of one-on-one -on -one give them a heads up to, like, clear the area. But I'm not going to go inside and, like, give them a, a big old heads up. Right. That makes sense. They can okay. suffer. They can suffer. <laughs> Eugenia, you are up in your room after having lunch with your husband who's still downstairs reading, and you are doing your normal, like, whatever stuff that you would do during the day on a Sunday after church, and you hear a horrible crash from downstairs, and then suddenly very loud arguing. You hear Mrs. Fitch yelling, and then you hear Godfrey yelling back. And you hear your husband get up out of his chair and run over and he's, he's yelling too. And it quiets down. Your husband comes upstairs and opens the door in, in a huff. He goes, oh, 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 oh. Well, I don't know the whole story. Well, I would have to speak with Godfrey and with Mrs. Fitch. And he puts his paper up and... Well, of course I'm going downstairs. Do you think I was just going to sit here? Fine. And I walk down the stairs. Okay. okay. He, you know, he stays upstairs to read. And Mrs. Fitch is cleaning up all of these, like, broken pieces of cups and things. She's like, that man is the worst person ever, and I've had quite enough of him. Oh, oh, madam, I'm sorry, I did not see you. Quite all right, Mrs. Fitch. Um, what happened? I had a disagreement with Godfrey. He is insisting that our young maid get fired. Miss, uh, Miss Franklin, she's recently engaged, and he, uh, for some reason, will not let her work until she is actually married. I've had conversation after conversation, but he will not listen to me. What is his reasoning? I do not know and do not like to spread gossip. But... I think that he, maybe, even though he's an older man, 
might have had feelings for her and is upset oh. that she is engaged to someone who he she should be engaged to someone her own age not to an older butler that makes no sense of course but you did not hear any of this from my lips of course not mm-hmm. mrs finch mm-hmm. i'll keep it in the utmost confidence i'd appreciate that Anyway, let me get back to this. It's, it's a terrible mess. Well, what led to the tray crashing? He was in a huff after I told him that I would not let her go, and he went past me quite quickly, and I lost the tray. And then he just kept going because he is not responsible for the downstairs. I am. So even though he caused the ruckus, he would not clean up the ruckus. Can you describe the ruckus? <laughs> it was a horrible crash. It was <laughs> terrible. This is my favorite, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dying over here, too. We are dying. Because it's seriously like... Oh, it's, it's like, like the It's good. like the English version of... You didn't hear that from yeah. me. So what I was saying was... <laughs> and he just happened to fall over, if you know what I mean. <laughs> at an opportune time. Oh, my God. As you were, English people. Oh, so funny. Well, I go up to talk to my husband. Okay. I'm not speaking to Godfrey right All right. Now. He's got his the paper up. Darling. Well, it is my understanding that for some odd reason, Godfrey wants to let go this one maid. He's not even in charge of the maids. She's done nothing wrong. All she's done is get engaged. He puts down the paper a little bit and goes... He's your man. He's not mine. I'm not the one who hired Godfrey. I know he came with you into the marriage, and I'm perfectly fine having Godfrey be our butler and be your manservant. However, when he starts interfering with my household, well, I've had quite enough. All I'm asking is, would you please speak with Godfrey? Puts down the paper. Well, you know, sometimes older men get these fancies. Storms out. I love you, dear. Can you feel All right. Ethel, what do you do on your your Sundays? Like what you have Rose as a guest. Mm -hmm. She is actually starting to feel a little better. She's uh, her overall pallor looks better. She's starting to not cough as much. So what kind of things would you do during the day? Um, I would not really deviate much from my routine. I would get up and still have my light breakfast, though she would be obviously welcome to breakfast with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, the day is spent uh, reading. Right. And uh, usually doing so, I would have done my usual tarot read in the morning as well to see sort of what the day would present for me. And I would be seeing to her health since I feel very responsible for her now that she is in my care and I brought her away from her household. Right, right, right. Um, So, Although, is she a church-going woman? uh, She is. um, She's a Catholic, definitely. And um, I'm not... In 1890, they had... Had they finished the issues with that and there was Catholic churches or no? Oh, there remember. were Catholic churches, but um, there was still definitely Anglican, a lot of... still the way. Yeah. A lot of prejudice against Catholics in England, but they were still there. So she might go to church at like later times or they might not be as public as they normally would be in modern times kind of thing. Well, Ethel is by no means a religious woman, especially given all the hardships in her life. She would probably make accommodations to go with uh, with Rose and accompany her to church just because she does, like I said, feel responsible for her well-being. Okay. So you guys do that, and the day goes by relatively well. You're in your main dining room at night. You're being served dinner. 
And you notice that she's got on like her normal like light dress, you know, not the not the whole shebang, but you mm-hmm. know what you'd wear around a house kind of thing. Certainly. And you suddenly smell like almost burning flesh, and then she starts going like this on her chest. She can't talk. You notice that the the top of the dress right here on her chest plate is burning. Um, what do you do? Um, I'm going to assume that the brooch is uh, continuing to be a problem. I'm going to take whatever drink I have, and my apologies, dear, and throw the drink on her chest to try and dampen that. And then I'm going to take uh, my dinner napkin and try and find the brooch and get it off of her person. Okay, so you throw the drink and you're trying to find the brooch and you end up having to rip open the the top of her dress. Ooh, drama. And right (laughs) in between, right here on her chest, right on the center is the brooch and it's burning its way into (gasps) her chest plate. Nope. Nope. Oh nope. my okay. goodness. First thing nope. is a sand check because you can oh. smell oh. the, Damn the, it. the nope. cooking flesh kind of coming more whiskey up. For that. All right. <laughs> Do you help yourself. <laughs> uh, ooh. So that is a 96. <laughs> yeah, even Leota went and looked out the window. Uh, <laughs> Now, wasn't there something that was also available to do? Something that was like a push well, that's or for skills. That's for skills. Okay, yeah. I just yeah, we've only I, I yeah, we've only sure just begun. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so you got a ninety-six. Yeah. Ow. Yikes. Okay, so let's see how bad. Because <laughs> I have a plan, so Freaky. let's see if I can do any of this. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So I rolled a five. You take five sand. Points. Okay, so that means my sanity goes down, correct? Right. And um, what that also means is you have to roll against your intelligence. Now, this is the roll that you don't want to get. If you're under your intelligence, it means that you understand the horrible nature of everything going on. It's kind of a, 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 a window into... Uh, the reality of fourth wall, yeah, fourth wall kind of <laughs> stuff, and it means that you have to take a phobia or a ma- or a mania or something sure. bad happens. That's exciting. So, so I get to roll my intelligence now. Roll yeah. high. Roll high. Roll weird. Uh, thirty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll see myself out of my own house. (laughs) (laughs) You're not dead. And you're not in an asylum. Yet. Yet. I always knew this was how it was going to end for Ethel. (laughs) Okay, so roll a d10 for me, and I'll tell you the next thing if we'll have to go from there. A three. Okay. Morbidly afraid of ducks. Spooky. Okay. <laughs> miss, 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 wake up, please. Wake up, miss. Wait, where, please. where's, where's Rose? Where's Rose? Uh, she, she we, we called the, 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 the police. Um, you've been, you've been out for, for eight hours. Eight hours? Is she okay? She, it was burning her. We couldn't I'm, get... Uh. She's, she's dead. I'm, I'm sorry. <gasps> uh, whatever was on her chest burned right through her and, and went through her heart. I, I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. Poor Rose. Do you, do you know what happened? It, it was the brooch. It, she was in my care. I... I, I was too late. I just, I guess with all that I've seen, I, I, I still haven't seen it all. They took her body away and the police are upstairs. We, we told them that we didn't know where you were so that you could get yourself together before you spoke to them. When we walked in, you were in the corner yelling at your mother and, and hitting yourself and screaming at your father and we couldn't stop you, and Rose had already passed, so we moved you down here. So when the cops came, they uh, 
they wouldn't know where you were. And, and we told them that you were out and that Rose was your guest. We didn't know what else to do. I do appreciate your discretion in these matters. Um, and Ethel's going to look. Does, is she bruised or does She's she feel? She's bruised, yeah. Okay. You've got like cuts Ooh. on you and bruises and everything else. Mm-hmm. I am going to make sure that I am presentable. Did the cops want to come back and have a discussion? Well, yes. We told them that you were out on your, your nightly walk and that we didn't know when you were going to come back and that we were giving Rose her dinner. They said they would like to speak with you anyway. They spoke with all of us, and I, I kept my story straight, and um, it, it, shouldn't be a, it shouldn't be an issue. Would you kindly uh, summon an officer that I can give a report to? Absolutely, ma'am. Uh, uh, let me help you upstairs and get you dressed properly. Uh, I, I'm fine. Just please. Are you sure? Yes. All right. All right, so we're going to stop there, and we'll come back to you. Okay. Wow. Oof. Damn it, I was totally going to take a dinner knife and just, like, get it right out of her Ooh. chest. Yeah, yeah, which was what I thought would happen, but sometimes... But I rolled the, horribly. You, yeah, sometimes <laughs> the dice take you in a different direction. Alizé, you live above your shop. Yeah. So that night, you know, you're kind of... I would imagine you're on cloud nine, because mm-hmm. you had a wonderful day with a lovely man that was very nice. and Even though he thinks I can do better than I'm doing, I was still excited to be with a human. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I misspoke that. I think what he was trying to say was No, it happens that... all the time. <laughs> Quite used to it. I think he was trying to uh, compliment you, but didn't know how to do it well. Yep, it's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> <laughs> But I took it. I took it. I'm fine. I will take the crumbs. <laughs> You've had a, a great day. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that fell in your room, unfortunately, didn't make it. But you spent most of Saturday dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're in your night clothes and you're getting ready to go to bed. And downstairs, you hear this. Mm-hmm. It's really heavy hit. Oh no. And then silence. Okay. So then I have to go investigate, of course. Uh-huh. I'm terrified. These things have been terrifying. Do I already know about Rose? No, you don't. Oh, you guys, God. this is all the same day. You guys don't oh, know anything goodness. about Rose. All right. So I, against my better judgment, but I need to know, I go down the stairs, I go into the shop. All right. I look around and I see. <laughs> well, you get down there and you've got like a, one of those hooded lamps, mm-hmm. right? Or, or a candle. Which one would you use? Do you Probably think? just a candle. Candle. Okay, so you go downstairs and you've got mm-hmm. your candle and you're mm-hmm. looking around. You've got a bunch of books from around the world. Most of them are story and fiction and things mm-hmm. like that. And there's one book that's lying on the ground about, I'd say, five feet from the bookshelf. And you know that there was nothing on the ground when you were cleaning up earlier. It's just, it's like... I go and look and see what kind of book it is. When you pick it up and turn it over, it says true magic. I'm going to try to open the book. Okay. Because obviously something is calling to me, and if it's a true spirit talking about true magic, I need to know. All right, so when you open it up, it's... Parts of it are in Latin. Other parts of it are just regular modern English. There's some stories about Satan. There's stories about magic. Hail Satan. Of all of these. <laughs> there's stories about uh, magical spells and how to cast them and how to summon. And as you're flicking through, you get to the spell on how to summon ghosts. Is this what we needed, or is this... Are you here? Are you... The candle goes out. (gasps) Okay. Um, I'm not terrified. I'm not afraid. I'm not terrified. I'm not afraid. You hear what sounds like um, hooves. Just two hooves. No. Walking. Nope. No. <laughs> What's 
So like to live deliciously? No. <laughs> Walking across your um, ceiling like in your bedroom. Wes Otis. <laughs> Are there reindeer bells? No. <laughs> no, nah, he said distinctly. Two hooves. Two hooves. Two hooves. I did just hail him, so the, yeah. good on me. <laughs> what, what up, Satan? Um, could it be um, <laughs> Satan? Um, <laughs> so I'm so gonna you're have in to complete make... pitch black darkness. Yep, um, but I know my shop very well. Yes. So I'm going to turn around, book in hand for no good reason, because, you know, just got to mm-hmm. keep it with me now, because... Mm-hmm. Now, it's a horror now, story. Yeah, now it's a horror crux. I don't know. Um, so I'm carrying it up the stairs with me. Um, I imagine whatever, if they're on the roof right there, is potentially going to come through the window to me. I feel like they're just going to come break me now because they're coming in either way. Right. Um, I mean, they did just blow up my candle because um, there's probably no draft in there because it's like old-timey place and I just closed all the windows. Right, right, like right. Dead at night and it's, yeah. you know, probably musty and, like, disgusting in there right. with all the antiques. Um, great. So, <laughs> I head up the stairs, um, go to my room, and I'm sure I continue to hear some hooves. Okay. And then? We'll come right back to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> You've God. left me here waiting no. on Satan. <laughs> Maybe he's single. <laughs> he's always looking for brides. Right? <laughs> So, <laughs> Eugenia, you're in your house. You hear your your husband over upstairs, and Godfrey said, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm very sorry, sir. I don't. I'm sorry, sir. I don't. I don't mean. To, I'm very sorry, sir. I, I, it's. Uh, it's. It's. I. I don't know why she would think that. I did not feel this. Well, and on and on and on. Basically, backpedaling." What was your hope for him? What were you hoping that he would do? I wasn't hoping that he'd fire Godfrey because I know that's not going to happen. Right. Um, But I'm hoping that at least Godfrey will get off of Mrs. Fitch's back and will leave this poor girl alone. Okay. (laughs) Let Mm. the girl alone. (laughs) So you're walking around the house, and it's later, and like I said, it's been raining on and off all day. And you see something out of your eye in another room. It's like this, this quick shadow. Um... And you know that all the servants have retired to their, their homes and everything, except for Godfrey, who's upstairs getting yelled at. Uh, what do you want to do? Well, I'm very nervous, but terribly excited. So I think I'll go grab a poker from the fireplace. Okay. And I'll go investigate. All right. So when you come into the room... You see Rose standing there. She's in a dress. It's ripped at the top, and she has this, like, really bad burn. And it's like she's trying to talk to you, but no words are coming out of her mouth. Rose, dear, how did you make it all the way over here? Um, And like I said, she keeps, like, she keeps going like this, like she's touching the wound and... Oh, my goodness. Let me get you some help. Um... Can you write? No, uh, I don't. I don't know what to do. Can? Would you like some tea? <laughs> she like has a tea solves everything. <laughs> like, then she just goes. Very well. Uh, I'll be right back. The servants are gone. On. I'll put a kettle on. (laughs) You go downstairs. (laughs) And it takes you a while to make tea because it's... I I just put the kettle on. Yeah, but... (laughs) That's all. You're not used to... She has her servant put the kettle on, let's be honest. Um, There's no water in it. The burner is not on. She just puts it there. Put the kettle on. (laughs) When you come back up, um, she's not there anymore. Well, wherever did she go... My goodness, that rose is perplexing. Uh, 
Well, uh, I'll have to call on her in the morning. It's it's awfully late to be calling on someone and just to disappear. I, I don't understand it. Uh, right then, Godfrey comes down and says, uh, do you need anything else tonight, Mom? No, Godfrey, I think I've had quite enough. Of course, Mom leaves. Okay. <laughs> In so. her head, she's thinking, Mom is right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Better say Mom. Um, Maggie, you're in Whitechapel. It's probably about six or seven at night. It's raining pretty hard, but it doesn't matter how much it rains. You're usually super busy mm -hmm. on Sunday nights. You know, as one is. Yes, as one is. Uh, but tonight... Trying to get it in before... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the weekend. Uh, 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 Which girl is named Weekend? <laughs> <laughs> You've told a few of the girls over at the Piggott Stone across the street what's going to happen. And you guys have um, classed the place up, as it were, mm -hmm. making sure it doesn't look like a brothel. But you it know, looks a little bit like a it, it does. <laughs> Just now with half-eaten pancakes. Yeah, everywhere. Half-eaten pancakes. Some sort of perpetual stew in the, on the fire. I'm sure. Right. Sure enough, the cops come through the door. Been told that you run a establishment of uh, ill repute here. You and the pig and stone next door. You're... You wouldn't be referring to my stew, would ya? It isn't quite good. I'm not a very good cook, you're no, right. No, we heard that you're all a bunch of prostitutes and we're here to take you away. Oh, yeah, no. The Pig and Stone are really just jealous, <laughs> actually. Um, a lot of the gentlemen come over here so you're after visiting her establishment because they're left hungry. You're saying your, your establishment is not... And I got that. I'm ignoring it. Your establishment, because <laughs> I'm a nice British man, your establishment is not a brothel, but it's a what? What is this place? They see pancakes all over the place. But... Yeah, it's an inn, of course. You've got rooms, you've got food, we've got ale. There's a lot of, um, a lot of atmosphere for a basic English. I like to decorate. Bed and breakfast, yeah. Bed and breakfast. And <laughs> your location. Mm. Do you have a lot of travelers coming through the ass end of the east end to stay? Not everyone can afford to live uptown, stay uptown. Some mm, people got to stay most, down here. Most people who can afford a bed and breakfast, they like to be in a place that doesn't smell like shit. <laughs> well, uh, again... Sorry that my cooking's not more up to your taste, officer. Mm. Well, we're going to have a look around. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. They start looking around. Pancakes, yeah. pancakes, pancakes. <laughs> Can I offer you some mead? Uh, no, no. We won't be here long. Are you sure? It's raining. I've got hot tea. Well, uh, tea would be nice, yes. Let's warm these gentlemen up, ladies, with some tea, please. <laughs> so, what, how much tea, actual tea, are you giving these people? I'm, I'm really going to give them tea. Okay. I'm just making sure. Mm -hmm. Which girl is named Tea? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could butter up those officers. Who's yeah. this girl back here? She's, uh, she's in your kitchen. Is she... Uh, it's Lucy. Yeah. Who's, the little one. Yeah. Cleaning. She's, is her mother here? You could ask her. She's got a voice. She can answer your questions. Lucy goes, um, I work here. I'm helping my father pay off his debt. He's had more of the workhouses, and they let me stay in this bread and bed and breakfast. That's right. She's just working off for her father. Mm. That's all she's doing here, cleaning, earning an honest living, mm. helping out her family, you know. I see. Like all nice young girls do. Uh-huh. Well, they they look, they toss everything. <laughs> and uh, after a while, they leave, and they shut down the pig and stone. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they leave. <sighs> and after about ten minutes of them being gone, Fran, your older worker, comes yeah. down and goes, they, they took most of our money. 
They tossed every room. They went through every single nook and cranny. Goddamn crooked pigs. And they took every penny we had. Even the, even the hidden stashes. They went through every... They ripped up the place. They ripped it out. Oh, and I go storming upstairs they, to like, see the they damages. Turned over, they turned over stuff. They took out drawers and they... Unbelievable. Yeah, they, they didn't get every cent, but they got a lot. So. Well, all right, ladies. At least none of us is in bars, yeah? Let's start cleaning. All right, so you start cleaning. Later on that night... After you guys get done cleaning, it's pretty late. The weather has broke. You're looking outside, and you see Craggy in front of the Pig and Stone drinking. When you look down on the street, you see like this white glow in the shape of a woman Mm. about, I don't know, a foot off the ground. And Craggy like gets up, and he's looking down. And she starts coming down your street. He knocks on the door, and one of his ladies comes out. And this apparition is coming down the street, and it starts to head towards him. And he's yelling at her, and she's pointing. Um, He grabs her and shoves her in front of him. And this thing envelops her. Then she just falls into the mud dead. And he's already in the house, shuts the door. He just leaves her there on the street. Yeah, he pushed her, <sighs> he pushed her into, the, to, into the, yeah. the light and ran away and shuts the door. And then the light keeps going down the street and you see other people who are, you know, there's not a lot of people on the street, but the second they see that, they all run away. I need you to make a sand check though. Okay. Join me in insanity. <laughs> you know, I did offer Ooh, her 22. tea. <laughs> 22. 22. So you're okay? I'm okay. All right. So is it actively going toward people or is it just it, going It down? actively was going towards them once, once uh, he stood up. But other people that are moving out of the way, it's just sort of going through the Right. Street. And there's no physical description that you can say besides having a the silhouette yeah. of a woman, a white glowing apparition kind okay. of thing. That's basically what happens. Yes. Ethel, you've come upstairs. Your servant went out to get you an officer to speak to. Um, she's about to return. Is there anything else that uh pretty much just to make myself presentable uh, i would probably change outfits because i've been unconscious for eight hours in the current one Mm -hmm. um i'm not going to really attempt to cover up any of the bruises because i've already got an idea of what i will say to the officer and mostly i'm waiting for uh agatha to return with the constable so Agatha returns, and uh, she has an older gentleman, older constable, comes in and says, uh, Ma'am, we'd like to speak with you about the woman who passed. We just had a few questions. Yes, I will be more than happy to speak with you, uh, Agatha. Yes, ma'am. I'm feeling a bit ill after my tumble. Will you please go and find Miss Carew? Uh, of course, ma'am. Of course, ma'am. Thank you. Um, she's at the shop, correct? That is my understanding. That is the last place I saw her. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, um... Just getting married to Satan, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be going to the shop. <laughs> is it okay if I sit? Yes, please do have a seat. Uh, and I hope you don't mind if I do similarly. Uh, absolutely. So, when Miss Byrne passed, where were you? Uh, Miss Byrne was my house guest. Right. Uh, I had gone out to take in some of the air. I was uh, feeling a bit uh, stuffed up from being inside so long, uh, Mm -hmm. seeing to her. And uh, I do appear to have had a tumble on the way back. And fortunately, someone found me and brought me back to the house. Oh. As you can see, I've got quite a bit of bruising. I was going to ask about that, yes. My understanding is that I have been unconscious for the past eight hours. Right. During that time, as you know, I'm sure that your 
made told you your friend seemed to have some kind of um, burn on her chest that went through the bone and into her heart. Agatha did make me aware when I reawoke that Rose had passed. She was quite unwell, as anyone would tell you, and I can't rightly say what happened. Well, to be honest with you, this wasn't an ailment that anybody we have seen would have. It's more like someone shoved a hot poker through her. I do understand that, but you have to understand people living in chronic amounts of pain might do something to alleviate it from themselves. So you're thinking it was self-inflicted? I honestly cannot say. Agatha did not alert me to any intruder, but as I said, I have been unconscious for the past eight hours. Well, ma'am, um, I am going to place a constable outside, at least for tonight, to make sure that no other, uh, just in case it was an intruder while you were gone, uh, no one else tries to enter your home, just to make sure. I, I would appreciate that, and I have sent Agatha for a friend of mine that can hopefully come and uh, comfort me as uh, I hopefully recover from this tumble. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and I am a bit afraid to be here in the, the household with just uh, the two of us, so a constable would be a great uh, peace of mind. That's completely understandable. Um, well, thank you for your, your hospitality, and if you uh, hear or remember anything else, let us know, and my man will be out front just for tonight. If you would like any more assistance, we'd be glad to, to help out. I appreciate it, and I will be certain to alert you if uh, other happenings go on. Okay. So... <laughs> Alize. Yeah, Wes. Uh, <laughs> Bride of Satan. You uh you have a the book in your hand, the true magic book. Yep. Uh you hear hoofs in your room above you going across the wood floor. Mm-hmm. And your candle has gone out. Mm-hmm. It's really dark and you're kind of feeling your way towards the stairs. Even though you do know your own place, it's still a bit, you know. The adrenaline's going. The adrenaline's going. Mm -hmm. And as you make it to the first step, you hear on the door. My downstairs door? Yeah. Who could it be? Um, Oh, I'm very torn. I need to go upstairs to see, but I also, if this could be anything, so I go downstairs. You're still, yeah, you were just about to walk upstairs. Yeah, and then I'm going to go to the door mm-hmm. and see who's there. I peer uh, out the door. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Agatha. It's Prendergast is yeah. made. Um, Miss Carew, I was asked if I, I was told to come and see if you were available to uh, talk with Miss Pendergrass. Uh, uh, absolutely, but there seems to be something above my ceiling at the moment of some sort of nature. Uh, what, what do you mean? There are hooves. It sounds like two. I think it might be Satan. I'm not sure, but I need to check. Well, uh, do you... I'll, I'll go, okay, I'll go with you if you... Like. That would be lovely. I'm terrified. Okay. Please hold my hand. All right. This book is some sort of magic as well, and it might be cursed. <laughs> so, at your own risk, Agatha. Shall we go? It's, it's, it's personally fine. <laughs> so you guys walk up the stairs, clutching each other like like and we're about to die. Things, you hear things in your your room being you know, opened and looked at and... Oh, there is something there. Okay. And you get to the door. Do I grab... I need to grab something. Some sort of implement. And um, you're, you're just an, about to... What an you umbrella. Grab? You grab an umbrella. Seems right. So, Miss, is, is, um, uh, I don't have anything. Are we, are we gonna be okay? As you make it to the door. Um, here, hold this. And I grab, um, uh, a cane. Right. And uh, you start to put your hand on the door. 
Uh, so this is a great place to stop on this week's episode. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Before I uh, go, we will talk about the lovely social media. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm under Plate Mail Games. That's all one word. If you want to follow what's going on with the podcast, follow us at it's at 12 Sided Stories. It's the number 12 and then cited and stories, all one word. You can follow along with uh, we'll show pictures and a bunch of stuff. And, you know, it's a it's a good way to be ready for the next episode. Uh, and I will pass it off to Terry, who will tell her. Hello. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, I am Terry Gamble. That's my handle on Twitter. <laughs> I am Terry Gamble with one R. Um, Gamble like Las Vegas, if you didn't get that already. Ooh, um, my friends hate that I do that. So anyway, I'll stop. Maybe No, never. Don't ever stop. It's a lifetime. I got it from my mother. She yeah. handed it down, honestly. Um, it's tradition. Uh, it is tradition now. And on um, Instagram, little Terry Sunshine. Um, when you see my face, you'll know why. Uh, <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> um, yeah, or you can find me at terrygamble.com. That's my website. So it's fine. Uh, if you want to follow me and my wackiness, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelsey Kelsum. That's K-E-L-S-E-Y-K-E-L-S-E-M. Again, I am Mac Beauvais, and you can find me wherever great social media is sold as at Strange Like That. Uh, I also run a podcast separate from this one called Disney Distilled, where we get drunk and talk about Disney news. So check that out. And I am Michelle Otis, and you can find me on Twitter at at Michulu, that's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. Such a good handle. I forgot to talk about, I have a podcast that I produce called Horror Movie Survival Guide. It feels very apropos for this because it's, we talk about scary things. Um, I am always afraid, so it's really fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But I don't have to watch most of the movies. I have two amazing friends that do, and they talk about them, and I'm just there to produce, and it's super fun. Um, You'll enjoy it. Anyway, awesome. Horror Movie Survival Guide. Um, we are InterSurvival on um, Twitter and Horror Movie Survival Guide on Instagram. So thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, join us next week to find out what happens to all of our awesome players. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>